Well, I'm here with um, Professor Tim Lindsay from the Melbourne you know, University Law School. Uh, just prior to Tim uh, speaking uh, at the Asian Perspectives event this evening, uh, he's discussing the topic preposterous caricatures. Why is the Australia-Indonesia relationship so difficult? Tim, why is the Australia-Indonesia so difficult? The fundamental problem is that although there is a bipartisan agreement in Canberra that the Australia-Indonesia relationship is one of the most important relationships for Australia's overall foreign policy and indeed for its future, um, that is not shared by the public. So there is a gigantic gulf between political leaders and the public. And in fact, it's more than a gulf. The, the general popular attitude towards Indonesia is almost the exact opposite of the appreciation by both parties, both major parties in Canberra, that Indonesia matters. Most Australians think Indonesia doesn't matter, and that's because they generally don't understand it. Their perceptions of Indonesia are generally badly wrong or absent. And that means that when a crisis emerges, and crises or tensions will always emerge between neighbouring countries, we need to accept that. We shouldn't be too excited about differences and tensions occurring in relations between uh, Australia and Indonesia. It's inevitable when you share a border and there are a whole range of um, conflicting interests that will arise any time between countries. The problem is how you manage it. Now, when these problems do arise between the two countries, politicians may understand the best way to manage it, but domestic politics means they can't always pursue that line of, of approach. Do you think this misperception is a problem on both sides of the relationship, or is it just an Australian problem? It's also a problem in Indonesia. Um, in both countries there is a startlingly low level of knowledge about the other. Australia and Indonesia, in both countries, the broad population know almost nothing that's accurate about the other country. So it is also true that Indonesians misunderstand Australia. But the attitudes in Australia to Indonesia can also be are so inaccurate and so based on anxieties and fears that don't really exist that often the attitudes in Australia are more hostile than those in Indonesia. For example, polling shows quite clearly that Indonesians would welcome investment from Australia, they're not averse to it, whereas lowy polls in Australia show that Australians rate Indonesia as more threatening than uh, almost any other country in the world with the exception of North Korea, um, Iraq, Iran and Afghanistan. It's a frustrating dimension of the relationship, but it's a curious one, isn't it? Because obviously we have been neighbours for as long as we have both existed as countries, and, and there's been a lot of uh, connection back and forth between Australians and, and Indonesians. Uh, so why is it, do you think, that these differences, these misperceptions are so deeply rooted in, in the two countries? Well, if we take Bali out of that statement, in fact there haven't been a lot of connections between Australia and Indonesia compared to America and Mexico or France and Germany or even France and England. So in fact if, if you look at, look at it historically there were connections between um, fishers from South Sulawesi and the indigenous people of the Northern Territory but apart from that very little communication between the two countries. Now put Bali back into the equation, mm -hmm. about one in five Australians have been to Bali 
But that experience of Bali doesn't equate with understanding of Indonesia. Mm. In fact, there have been exit polls at airports in Australia that suggest that uh, some Australians come back from a trip to Bali without being completely unaware they've been to Indonesia. So I mean, that, that's obviously a pretty strange situation. But more broadly, people can go to Bali, as a lot of Australians have, but that doesn't mean they really understand anything more about Indonesia. They exist in a packaged, isolated tourist vacuum that caters to their expectations and needs and doesn't really expose them to much in Indonesia. So, in fact, we could well be on other sides of the world. Mm. Um, you've been speaking about the um, understanding at a kind of people-to-people -people level. Um, uh, do you have more confidence about the extent to which the, the two governments, or at official level, that we understand each other and the policy motivations which shape our policy towards each other? I think that wasn't the case um, about um, 20 years ago or even 15 years ago. I think it was more so under President Susilo Bambang Yudhoyono. Under his presidency, the relationship was probably as good as it gets. Uh, and it's certainly deteriorated since then. I think Australians need to be aware that Indonesia is a pretty sophisticated place. Most of its leaders have a pretty good understanding of the world and an appreciation of the Western world in particular. Our political developments are followed quite closely in Indonesia um, by its leaders. When, I suppose I should put it this way, when they're concerned about what's happening in Australia, they can follow it quite closely. They're generally not that concerned. Um, Equally, our politicians are generally quite well informed about Indonesia, so they do understand each other. But foreign policy is often, and this is no, no news, driven by domestic concerns. And Australia has a particular problem that because the general public are so ignorant or even misinformed about Indonesia, and quite often hostile, that tends to hijack the commitment to a better bilateral relationship in Canberra. So we see a pattern, a crisis occurs. It's usually managed fairly well at the government-to-government -government level. Hostilities then develop in the, in the public perception, talk back, frenzy breaks out. It ratchets up into um, a domestic political issue. That's when Indonesia starts getting reported on the national pages, not on the international pages. Um, and you get to start getting a knee-jerk reaction from Canberra. and. Um, matters deteriorate pretty fast. And once they deteriorate, you then start getting a similar reaction from Indonesia. Quite often that reaction in Indonesia is a reaction to Australian public sentiment rather than starting in Indonesia. There are exceptions, but it's often the case. And then um, those elements in Indonesia who are hostile to Australia hijack or start hijacking and influencing the um, agenda in Jakarta as well. It was, there was great optimism when um, President Widodo was elected uh, last year, and I think uh, after the, the very uh, strong relationship that SPY um, managed to develop with Australia, and of course he understands as well, I think there was, there was probably a, right in saying there's a, a measure of hope and that this would be continued under the new president's presidency. Um, is the, are the signs so far that that's probably a misplaced expectation, do you think? Yeah, it certainly has turned out to be a misplaced expectation. A couple of reasons for that. First is that the wiretapping affair, the Snowden revelations about Australian intelligence wiretapping President Yudhoyono's inner circle, including his wife, and the souring of the relationship that occurred with um, cooperation on people smuggling military and intelligence being suspended. Now, that was only um, put back into place a relatively short time before President Yudhoyono left the political stage and placed by Widodo. So 
the, the strong platform of um, positive sentiment from the palace to Australia had been somewhat dissipated by the end of Uriano's rule. So the foundation was weakened. Then, of course, President Joko Widodo is not an outward-looking person. He's not as concerned with international relations and Indonesia being seen as a good international citizen as Uriano was. Uriano was quite um, uh, deeply concerned about Indonesia's international image and, of course, his own. And this is not true for Joko Widodo. Joko Widodo, I think, is a conservative rural politician, a Mr Smith goes to Washington type, who's concerned about domestic issues. And then, of course, on top of all that, we had the executions of the two Australians. And that has had a calamitous effect on the relationship, and in particular on President uh, Joko Widodo's image in Australia. I think it's tainted it to such an extent that it will be quite difficult for a warm, warm and close relationship like that, which uh, was developed under Yudhoyono to be rebuilt. It's a difficult relationship. The uh, prospects are not encouraging on, on that remark, but um, Tim, we're going to have to finish it there. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Mm.